a clear sunny warm day we decided to visit an archaeological site that we had driven through many times as the main road actually passes through the site it is called Magnesia Magnesia is located in Tekinkoi, a village in the Ortukla region on the Ortukla Soke Road it was a 65 kilometre drive taking just 55 minutes from Akbuk according to ancient resources and myths the city was first established by a tribe from Thessalia, now in present-day Greece, and was called the Magnets. It is thought that the Magnets, under the leadership of Leukippos, who followed the divination of Apollo, first landed at today's Lake Baffa, which in those early days was open to the sea. More of this in a later podcast. It is thought that in about 400 BC they rebuilt an old city near Gumushchai and fortified it with a high wall against the Persians who ruled most of the area at that time. In the 4th century BC Magnesia rebelled and voluntarily joined Alexander the Great's side in 334 BC. Therefore it fell under the control of his generals and successors who created kingdoms for themselves in various parts of the former Persian Empire. From 240 BC onwards, the city was ruled by the Seljuk kings of Syria, but after their defeat in 189 BC, it came under the control of the Pergamon kingdom, which was based north of Izmir. This was the period of Magnesia's greatest power and prosperity. Since the city was able to exploit its position, lying between the cities of Priene, Ephesus, and Tralles, for both strategic and commercial purposes, it was at this time that it fought and won a war with its neighbours, Miletus, and as a result of its military success, expanded many of its borders. This is proudly recorded in an inscription found at Magnesia. In 133 BC the kingdom of Pergamon was bequeathed to Rome and as part of the new province of Asia Magnesia came under the control of the Romans. In 87 BC it opposed Mithradates IV of Pontus in his struggle against Rome and was subsequently rewarded by the dictator Sulla with the status of an independent city. In the Roman period, the population of Magnesia grew since the city expanded outside its walls. On a coin of Magnesia issued in the reign of Gordion III, 238-244 AD, the city proclaims itself as the seventh city of Asia, a fact that may perhaps be connected with its apparent growth in the first half of the 3rd century. However, this expansion was short-lived, for in 262 AD, along with many other cities, for example Ephesus and Prien, Magnesia was sacked and burned by the Goths. The city was further threatened in the 620s and 630s when the armies of the Persian king Chosroes II 591-628 invaded and ravaged Asia Minor. In response to these attacks a defensive wall was built in the area of the sanctuary of Artemis to provide protection for the city's dwindling population. Part of this wall today is crossed by the modern road between Ortakla and Soke. In the 12th century, Magnesia was counted as a Byzantine city and Episcopal see. On November the 3rd, 1254, the Emperor John the 3rd died at Magnesia and was buried in the church that he had built there. 
Fifty years later, Magnesia was given the title of Holy and joined an exclusive list of sacred cities. After 1300, the city came under the control of Aydinulara, Beylik, but as a result of frequent river flooding and an increasing health risk caused by the swampy ground, the site became entirely abandoned. This flooding is still evident today, as, after just a few days of rain, much of the lower site was under water on the day we visited, and prevented a full site exploration. Our trip started at the 3rd to 2nd century BC Temple of Artemis, constructed by a famous architect builder of the time called Hermogenes. Not much is left now, but the façade has been rebuilt, even though it is on the ground and not standing proudly on some of its 120 pillars built in the iconic style. Most of the pillars are now in pieces lying around in the surrounding area. From here we move carefully over the Byzantine Hellenistic walls to the area of the Propylon, which was a huge ornamental gateway to the Agora, or marketplace. Because of the flooding, we had to traverse the outer walls and were not able to examine the propylon fully. When we started back through the market basilica to the Roman house, this house is still being excavated and is covered with a roof to protect it. Much of the house can be seen and shows the underfloor heating to great effect. From here we went through the boundary gate and onto a track that would take us slowly up a hill for a walk of about one kilometre to the area of the gymnasium and then further uphill to the stadium. This track was very rough and full of broken rocks and old tiles passing fields of fig tree orchards now bare with all the leaves fallen. It is strange to think that these empty trees will soon be very full of fruit and all this fruit will be sold by the farmers along the roadsides of Sokang. The ruins of the gymnasium are not excavated, but it is known that they are based on the larger gymnasium to be found at Miletos. The stadium, however, has had sections cleared and are spectacular. In its high day, it would have seated 25,000 people and would have been a majestic sight. There are carvings on the walls at the bottoms of the seating and rows of seats going high into the hillsides. We left the stadium and made our way back down the track, past the gate and across the main road and railway track to the Hammam, or Roman baths. These again, like the gymnasium, have not yet been excavated, but are still worth seeing. We moved back across the road to the main entrance where we had left the car, and then took a short coffee break before we visited the ruins of the 13th century mosque. Then, on to the collection of Ionic capitals, protected by a small roofed building, before finishing our visit to Magnesia with a visit to the latrines. Not in use these days, as they are the old Roman ones that are being reconstructed. We still have more to explore at Magnesia, such as the theatre and the Theatron, which are to be found in the hills nearby, and hopefully the Propylon when the weather allows and the area dries out.